Hi everybody, thanks for joining us today. My name is Patricia Griggs. And I'm Latanya Chatfield. And we are talking today about this new podcast that we have going on. And it's basically about African-American moms and doing motherhood differently. Yeah, we just want to dig into like the issues or arising issues of things that we may have been taught and the way that we would like to um, steer our young ones for their future. Right, because I don't know about you, LaTanya, but the things that my mom did um, to me and my great aunt, because I was raised by my great aunt, they don't really work now with with my kids. Tried it, didn't work. So um, doing something a little bit different for a new generation. Hmm, I didn't know we had that in common. You were raised by an aunt and I was raised by an aunt. Okay. So these aunt must be important. Yes, the aunt of the black community <laughs> are very important. So what we're going to do right now for this episode, we're just going to um, introduce ourselves so that you guys know who we are. We're going to talk about our upbringing and um, why this podcast is important and what this podcast is going to be about. And then we're going to talk about how we are mothering our children now. So you want to start, Latanya? Um, yeah, I guess I will. Okay. Um, again, my name is Latanya Chatfield. Um, I am a semi-stay-at-home mom because staying at home drove me crazy. I have three <laughs> little ones. Um, so I guess in my non-stay-at-home time, I uh, work at a gym and I used to work at the Y. And then I have a part-time business that I uh, work on my own. I started a performing arts um, business. I, I just love that. That's that's my heart to see young kids. And it's for children um, because they don't have these programs in school, like for elementary and below. But these kids love to act like young kids, five-year-olds, six-year-olds. So um, that's what I do. Um, and my kids are come with me every. They go with me everywhere I go because I also homeschool, um, which I think has been something that's grown on me. And we'd maybe touch on that maybe a little later. Um, but that's basically how I spend my time is working with my three, and their ages are four as of right now, seven and nine. They're all going to change age, of course. It's a new year, so I have to think they're not quite even, but you know, almost there. So, and I totally love them. Of course, I would have to love them because we're together more than 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I feel it's they're they're with me in my dreams, people. So, <laughs> but I love them. They're with me all the time. Patricia. Awesome. So my name is Patricia Griggs, and I am a mother of two. I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. They just turned those ages in November and December. So they're newly three and newly five. Um, I used to work for a historically black college university for seven and a half years. And I just recently switched careers and am now working for a state agency helping attorneys um, to do more pro bono services. So that's what I do. Um, I guess kind of sort of moving into the next area of discussion. I was raised by my great aunt and um, yeah, uh, she raised my sister and I and our parents were in the picture, but she was kind of sort of the person that was in charge, you know. Uh, she made all the decisions for the family and what she said went. So uh, my parents, you know, they they had they needed to have a little bit of extra time to get their lives together. So um, because of that, my aunt was really the the one that that took the reins and um, took care of my sister and I um, in the times of need. And then eventually, it just became the place where we were raised. And she was extremely strict. There was only black and white with her, no gray. And for me, it was kind of like, um, you know, I remember just being told you have to be better, you have to do better, you have to act better, um, can't make any mistakes, that sort of thing. Uh, you have to work harder. 
because of the color of your skin. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that was really how I was raised. And I think that because of that, I was really afraid to take risks and to do anything where I thought maybe there might be some mistakes. Mm-hmm. So that that's my upbringing um, right there. And um, yeah. Kind of similar. You know, my aunt raised me also. She's my mom's sister. She's 10 years older than my mom. And um, that actually played a lot, a big role in how she raised us because she had already raised my mom, basically. And then she had four boys of her own because by the time I came along, the youngest was 17. So they were already out of the house. And, you know, my mom had me later in life. Um, Like she was 33 which is not later now, because that's probably, that's how old I had my last one, but... That's how old I had my first one. Well, you know, more prepared in life. We won't call it later in life. But it was, you know, I didn't understand this until um, later of why I was raised by my aunt. I think I pretty much just got it in my 30s. My mom came from a family of, they were oppressed. I think that's how to put it. If I'm using the wrong word, you got me, Patricia. Um, you have my back. But they lived on, in Alabama on a farm. And this is going to go into what, why, how I was raised. They lived on a farm in Alabama and they lived on the land um, for free as long as they continued to work the land. So they weren't really paid but they had some things. They never went, of course, they never went without food. But my mom grew up in lack. So her mindset was, I don't want to lack when I get older. And she still, at 70 years old, she still thinks the same way. Mm -hmm. So she left and went to New York because they had jobs that were way better than the South and the North. Mm -hmm. And um, they were given a lot of Black young women um, opportunities as um, phone operators. Mm -hmm. So when she had me I was sick and she couldn't take off work. She didn't have any family there. So she sent me down to the South with my aunt who had finished her, you know, raising her boys, but always wanted a little girl. But in that, I inherited the old, you know, spankings and do what I say. Don't ask me any questions mentality. Yeah. And... (laughs) It wasn't wrong. It's just all that she knew. Mm-hmm. That's how she was controlled. Mm-hmm. So that's how she thought that she can control us, which she really did a good job. Mm-hmm. It worked of that control mechanism that she learned. And um, I, you know, I call her my mom today. She's 81 years young. And um, I owe a lot of things to her. But there are some things, you know, like you said, that I would not want to. Um, burden on my kids with because I felt a burden, a mm-hmm. sense of burden when I was growing up. So um, I want to change that, yeah. you know, with them. So yeah, I think I I um, can can see that. I know for me, um, just I think that one of the reasons that my aunt did things the way she did. Well, I mean, her parents were born free. It's crazy. So this is my, my great aunt. So this is my grandmother's, my father's mother's sister. So there's that right there. Mm-hmm. Um, their parents were born free. So that was a big deal. And it's crazy to think that that is how close we are to the end of sex slavery. Yeah, the really close. That raised me, her really parents, close. it was such a big deal that they were born free. Um, so and we're in our 30s. It's right. not like. You were like 60 years old, but exactly. of course, because my mom couldn't be 70, but I'm just, you know, we're, we're still, you know, young. Yeah. We'll be young. So there's that. Um, and they, you know, being raised in the world where you really had to stay in line as a black child in the South, going out and about. And if you, you know, you're, you can't be as free as the, the white kids back then. Because you do something, you step a toe out of line, and that could be death, mm-hmm. or that could be 
by serious body bodily injury mm-hmm. by like, even if you're making eye contact or looking yes. you know I'm, I we didn't live in that era but just you know things that I've heard mm-hmm. just from what my aunt said she did work for a family uh, where um she looked after the kids she was basically their housekeeper of mm-hmm. course and just certain things that she was telling me about how when she left she couldn't look the husband in the face, she'd always have to address the mom of the house, which was like, wow, you know? And, but she said she had, she loved her job mm-hmm. because she helped take care of the kids and then went home and took care of her kids, right. which is different, difficult, right. you yes. know? But yes, so I get that. Another subject for yeah. Today, but yeah. Don't forget to bring things Oh, our theme song. <laughs> we do not own the rights to that music. So as you guys can see, I just want, or as you guys can hear, you know, um, we are pretty laid back in, in our approach. You probably can hear um, lots of um, joyful noises in the background, and it maybe sounds like uh, the walls are falling down, and those are our precious children. I told you they go with me everywhere. And, you know, it's a part of being a mom. So we, we do what we can with what we can, and we keep it moving. So that's what we're doing here. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I think that that, you know, just trying to keep safe and being in that mentality was what she was bringing into her child-rearing with us. Um, but also just um, trying to keep us safe from the world that we were currently in. Mm-hmm. Um, we were not allowed to do sleepovers. We weren't allowed to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's just like there are so many um, limitations on what we were able to do. I can tell you all the things that I couldn't do. And I have a hard time remembering all the things that I could do. I, I was talking to one of, um, you know, my cousin the other day. Um and he said, well, what made us today? And my aunt also took in my sister and her granddaughter and her granddaughter and my, and my granddaughter, her granddaughter's brother, which is her grandson. I couldn't even say it. her grandchildren. Yes. So she took in her grandchildren too. Right. But we see each other. We call each other cousins. I remember. What was I saying? You were talking about, um, so. Shout. So you were saying that she had raised her grandchildren. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get my thought back together. <laughs> it was right what you were saying. Okay, there we go. So she, um, when you said that you don't, you remember all of the things that you could not do. You don't remember the things that you could do. Mm-hmm. So my auntie's way of making us or influencing us when I was, she made us do the right thing <laughs> was that she told us all the things to not be. You need to go to school. You need to get an ed- education or you're going to work at Burger King for the rest of your life. You need to stay away from boys or you're going to have a pen full of children. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's how she scared us. And I'm like a pen full of children and I'm looking around at my sister <laughs> And my little cousins, because I was the oldest, and I'm like, I don't want a whole bunch of, you know, these. And another thing was, is that you don't want children by multiple guys. Mm. Oh, that was a fear of mine growing up. So I was walking around like, if he even looked at me, which she didn't explain that either. I didn't find out how all that happened until eighth grade, but... It was eighth grade. Um, now they would find it out in first. I don't. Oh goodness! They come tell you about it. Mm. But um, very sheltered. She would. You know, we couldn't. Like you said, there wasn't any black. You know, gray area. It was if you do this, this is what's gonna happen. But it was more of what I don't want. What you don't want to happen in your life. Not oh, you can be. A singer. That was a joke in the house. If we said we wanted to be a musician or a singer, the first thing was they don't get paid much. You need to go somewhere where you can get you some benefits. Work a long time. You know, let them know that you... 
Get a pension. Get a pension. <laughs> Which, do they do that now? My mom is sitting pretty. I got it. But that's because she went north. Mm. She worked for thir- a man 32 years. She retired at 49. Which I, which is great, but that lets you know how long she kind of sacrificed her life. And I always asked her, what is it that you really wanted to do, mama? And she was like, I always wanted to own new clothes. That's just, you know, like, wow. And that's like, not even... I thought you were going to say something like, I always wanted to be a singer. I always, just new clothes. No, and that's why she, that's why they pushed us so hard. Now, my mom was there. She was there. We'd see her every summer. My mom's parenting style was non-existent because I think when she saw us, it was more of let me love and give and give. We never wanted for anything. But like I said... I didn't understand that mm-hmm. until I was in my 30s that all she wanted, and it almost makes me a little emotional, was a pair of new shoes. Mm-hmm. And she never wanted her kids to not have it. Even now, I know as a stay-at-home mom, you know, working with one income, if I tell her that I need something, it's showing up in the mail three days later. Mm-hmm. Because, and that, it, it almost, it, like I say, it makes me sad. It's a great thing, you know, to be receiving that. But just to have, of course, that burden of, I don't ever want to not have anymore. And I want you to teach your kids that they have to go to school, work on somebody's job, and then reap the benefits of them being able to buy their own things. But I just... Like I said, I just don't agree with all of the ways that they made it happen and scaring the scare tactics. Right. Yes. You know, it's okay, you know, which like I say, you know, the encouragement is different, but they didn't believe that we should hear the good things. They wanted you to know. Um, and she's still the same way. If I tell her something, even my aunt, which I confide in a lot, she'll tell me the bad thing about it. You know, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I remember that, you know, growing up as a child and I mean, I was, I guess I could say I was a typical younger child. I was spoiled. I got away with quite a bit of stuff, but then at the same time, there was a point in my life where it was like, I think I scared easier than my sister. So I didn't want to risk doing anything to run the risk of paying the price or the cost. So I did everything I could to stay in line, to please everybody. Did well in school, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, I made some mistakes, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't always get caught for those. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do remember, like you said, just people making you aware of the bad. I hardly ever remember getting praised Mm. for things that I did well, you know, it was kind of like, oh, you made straight A's? Well, you're supposed to do that. Yes. Good job. Now, don't go mess up. Yes. You know, after like, you I don't, it, don't go yeah, mess up. Yeah, I don't have to reward you for something you're supposed to be right. doing anyway. Yeah. Or like, if it was praise, it was like a second and then a full five minutes of, now, you better not do this. You better not do yes. that. You better not, you know. Well, I like, shouldn't have even told you. Oh, well, <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, but, yeah, so one of the thing, one of the reasons that I thought that this was important, you know, just to talk about is because, for me, when I found out that I was going to have children, um, it was kind of like, okay, so this is all I know. I don't really know a whole lot about being a mom. I don't know a whole lot about raising kids. But this is what I come from. My husband had an entirely different upbringing, um, but, you know, like traditional African-American black family. So there was some disciplining there. Um, And then having a lot of friends, different races that just had different ways of thinking about Mm -hmm. things, about Mm -hmm. um, raising their children um, and that sort of thing. And for me, I wanted, I felt like I needed to do things differently because the world is changing. Mm-hmm. But also because I, like I said, was very, very scared to do a lot of things. And there were that, you know, I mean, I'll say I'm almost. You made me think like um, things that would have benefited your life. Well, so I wanted to be an actress. 
Mm-hmm. And like you said, like in your house, it was kind of like, oh, you want to be a singer? Well, they don't make much money. So you need to go somewhere and get some benefits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so very at a very young age, I feel like I was kind of sort of taught that that's not realistic. Dreaming is not a realistic thing for you. Mm. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll be a social worker. I want to help people. Um, I got my degree in social work, but along the way, my dad was like, why do you want to do that? You're just going to be miserable helping people. Go do something where you can make some money for mm-hmm, yourself. Mm-hmm. Go into computers. So, like, that sort of thing. And it was like, don't do something that's going to make you happy. Do something that's going to move you further ahead kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I, I don't like that. Yeah. Even today with my kids, because I, I, I really enjoy what I do, mm-hmm. and it makes me happy. And I mean, I, you know, I worked in medical, you know, for the first maybe 15 years. I love that, too. I, I guess just the servant. I like just serving. Mm-hmm. And um, what I didn't like was the the restrictions. I guess you can call me like what are they like a person? Not a wayward, but I just. <laughs> I don't like being like. Why am I working from eight to five? Like I don't want. I don't want to. Fine. Yes. Like you couldn't do anything else but that. Yeah. And then you only had two days a week where you could just kind of enjoy your life. No, no, no. I just that. No, I don't. I don't like that. And um, people. And you know, my husband says that's very undisciplined. No, that's not undisciplined because, like you say, when we reach out to other other cultures, you know, they're chilling for like. Some of them, a lot of that I meet today are like, like, what do you do? Oh, you know, I, I worked hard for five years and now. <laughs> five years. Yeah, five years. Now I'm or, traveling with my family. Yeah, and I'm traveling with my family. And, 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 you know, he always makes the comment of where they get that money from. Yeah. Like they had time to dream. No, they had yes. time to dream. Yes. And, and their dreams were encouraged. Yes. And so that for me, <laughs> that's, that's so, yeah. So, and when I was pregnant with my first child, I had several friends that were pregnant around the same time. I had one friend that was um, black. And then I had like one friend that was Latina and then maybe three or four friends that were white. And the non-black friends were just... Just the things that they had. It was like, oh, my child can be whatever. And, you know, everybody says that. But then um, having children, having toddlers, and me with my disciplinary um, upbringing, you know, putting that into how I rear my children because that's all I know. But then seeing how they're doing it and giving their kids the freedom made me, it kind of sort of got me to thinking. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. But mm-hmm. it got me to thinking, okay, who's most successful when they're older? And yes, black people, they're outliers. They're mm-hmm. outliers. But who are the most successful people out there? And this, I mean, this made me think. And why mm-hmm. is that? Because they have the freedom mm-hmm. to explore. Right. I didn't have the freedom exactly. to explore. And, and I don't want my kids to think that they have to be in a box. Yes. You want that, like you said, that area or that or that space to say, you know what? And I, I want to do this. I, I have. I, let me find out where this goes. Right. You know. That's where the growth happens mm-hmm. when you get outside of that box. When you're not so pressed down by fear. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why I thought that it was important to talk about these things is because I believe that there are other African-American moms out there in this day and age that feel the exact same way. And for me, this is is one thing that I had said to myself. I likened it to having permed hair versus natural hair. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a perm and then you start going natural, there's this phase that your hair goes through where the, the, the new growth and the old growth is kind of fighting with each other mm-hmm. and is trying to try one is trying one is trying to take control of the other right and there's this, this big old mess and that's just kind of sort of how i felt about this old school way of parenting versus the new school way of parenting and i just really felt like i needed to have a community of people that understood where i was coming from mm-hmm. and that knew where i wanted to go 
because I really feel like I cannot get there on my own mm-hmm. because there's this train of thought. That right, I have. right. Yeah. And I just need some encouragement. Right. And it's not a validation type of thing because you're going to do, you know, what produces results or you're going to find out what works for your children. It's just that support. Right. Just not that non judgmental, like you're not doing this. Or you, you know, um, even though we say we don't care, but that sticks in your mind a little bit. Like I sat them down for 20 minutes and that other parent was like, so you're not going to spank them because that's where they came from. And even I had every intention of raising them the way that I did. The way that I was raised. raised Mm -hmm. I had every intention of raising them that way. But <laughs> but then I, I also yeah, see yeah then I then I also saw the damage that I had to recover yeah. from mm-hmm. you know hey guys well thank you so much for um, listening to us this is Patricia and Latanya and we're just talking about um, black moms and the new versus old how we were raised so. You know, we we were raised one way and our parents did the best they could or whoever, my great aunt in my my case, she did the best she could. Um, but how do we move forward? What 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 do we do? I guess it's it's such a process to move forward, you know, like I said, it's it's like going from um I don't know, like something like you talked about your your journey with your hair. It's like going from something that was comfortable to something that uh, you don't really know how it's going to turn out mm-hmm. because, you know, our kids aren't older yet. So you, right. I guess we're we're at that point where we're, we want to make great choices so they turn out to be, you know, law-abiding citizens right and better than we were you know better than we are (laughs) right the better versions of ourselves you know only could think about law abiding abiding (laughs) citizens but you know just someone that you know that doesn't like the earth doesn't suffer at their hands or people don't suffer at their hands (laughs) yes they Um, contribute right positively to this world Mm -hmm. and i guess we keep looking at ourselves like you know we turned out okay did we Turn yeah. out okay, <laughs> but is it you know? is it because of that or was it because of something else? Ah, uh, yeah. And so true. I know, like for me, um, one of the things that I have been trying to do as a mom is humble myself and also um, be accountable to mm-hmm. the things that I do mm-hmm. and be transparent in that accountability to my children. Mm-hmm. Do I think my kids need to know everything? No, mm-hmm. because they're kids. So there are just some things that they don't need to know. I'm the adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, this is not something that was practiced when I was growing up. The adults that were in charge of me, except I would say my dad a little bit. He he I guess he kind of sort of showed that to me a little bit. But this is definitely something that I'm working on. I did. I used to be a counselor and I used to do it back then. Um, I've never been like the kind of person that's been like, I'm the adult. I'm always right. Mm -hmm. I hated that as a kid Mm -hmm. and I never wanted to be that kind of person. Mm -hmm. I practice that in my counseling and as a parent, I've been trying to practice that. So, um, my son has been having some issues, you know, and like you said, we want our children to be, (laughs) grow up to be law abiding citizens (laughs) and we want them to contribute. And especially like as, a a young black child, male, Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely just like, no, no, I need you. You know, I feel like sometimes I'm a little hard on him because um, I know how the world will see him. Mm-hmm. But they're, you know, having some issues and, you know, you, you do how you do what you do. I have an expectation in my home. But when you leave this house, my expectation raises because I expect you to follow instructions and reflect well on this family when you leave this house. But, um, you know, he's been acting up in school and we've had to talk to his his teachers quite a bit. And so, um, and it's just gotten kind of, kind of ugly. And I don't want to, you know, like the whole spanking stuff, none of that stuff works. And that's kind of what they did to us when we were growing up. I don't want to do that. So 
I decided that one thing that I was going to do is just humble myself, stop acting like I'm this adult. I know all this stuff and just go and ask him Mm -hmm. because I felt like he was really picking on me for lack of a better thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was just like, you know. He, he was doing something, and I was angry, and I was just like, I want to spank him. I just want to spank him. And instead of that, I was like, go, come, come, to my, come to your room. Let's go to your room. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I just want to spank him and just tell him, you need to stop mm-hmm. this right and now. And just be done with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we got in there, and I was just like, have I done something to offend you? Because I really feel like... Everything that you're doing is telling me that I've done something. And that's an adult way of approaching it. Yeah. But not everybody's going to do that. And definitely, like, if if my great aunt could speak to me, she, what are you doing? That's a kid. That's a child. That's a child. Mm -hmm. You are in charge. You take care of that situation. You handle it. You're the adult. Right. And I just, I had to ask him, is there something that mommy is doing to make you treat me this way? And he said, yes. And he told me that you yell, always yell at me. And when you do, it scares me. And initially in my mind, I want to be like, yeah, I do not yell at you. You don't know yelling, kid. You don't know yelling. Yes. But I, again, (laughs) had to humble myself and, um, you know, just apologize to him and tell him, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this this way. And there are things that as your mom, I expect. And there are things that as my son, you need to do, like you have to follow my instructions, mm-hmm. but I don't want you to be scared of me. And I, and I think you were create you're creating the respect factor. You don't hurt things that you respect. Mm-hmm. I, I I deeply believe if you really respect something, you know, like you've heard people say, I don't like that person, but you know what? I respect them. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep that here or they're still going to do what they need to do if they respect. And I, I, I like that. You know, I want my kids to respect me and I not fear me. Yes. I don't want you my know. kids to be afraid of me. As you know, you talk about your son. My daughter is nine and. I'm at the point it's different parenting from my from my nine year old to my four year old and even the seven year old because he's in that in between. My aim is to um, let her feel the consequence of what she did. So we talk about spanking. So spanking. It seems like a consequence, but it's not. No. Like you tell <laughs> them. Work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I guess let me see how I can break it down. Like, you know, you're going to get the spanking, but then you keep repeatedly getting a spanking for the same thing. Mm. That's mean you really didn't get the consequence. Right. Of it. So my daughter lied <clears throat> and I wanted her to know that lying is not okay. You'll lose your friends. Mm-hmm. You'll lose you. You'll lose family. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep lying to your dog. He may come back, but one day he going to find somebody that ain't going to lie to him yeah. or that's not mm-hmm. going to lie to yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So she, she lied. And we had a conversation before when she was spanked for telling a lie. She was like, you spanked me. You put me in a room. And what did I learn from that? Like you, t- she told me this. Yes. And I'm like, okay, well, right. So right? let it's me, dumb. let me just hold on a minute. You still stay in there. I'll be back. Yes. You know? So she told me something and I, and I asked her, I say, so are you telling me the truth? And she was like, yes. I said, how do I know you're telling me the truth? Because you've lied to me before. Mommy, stop asking me. Am I telling you the truth? Oh, here we go. Teaching moment. I'm asking you that because you lied to me all this other times. Yeah. So I have to be sure that you're telling the truth now. Mm-hmm. But you keep bringing it up. A lie doesn't go away, baby. You tell somebody a lie, they're going to label you as a liar and you will always be a liar. Mm-hmm. So you need th- that's one of those things where you need to feel the consequence of this yeah. like you know spanking is not gonna help you with this yeah you know as far as you know with 
my son who likes to reach on top of the stove and see what I'm cooking. Yes, I'll pop mm-hmm. his hand. He's four. You have no, this could fall on you, fall on your chest and CPS will be involved and we'll be getting. Now, see, I can't. He felt that consequence of you. You know, that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we need to evaluate, which, like you said, my aunt would be like, I don't understand what you're evaluating. They did something. They just need to be. No, <laughs> there's different levels to me Yeah. of understanding and also understanding how we deal with situations you mentioned yelling well we have this thing now I asked my daughter I'll say to her or my son um the four-year-old he really doesn't understand it yet and we'll say something to each other and it'll be something we have to repeat so we get louder because mm-hmm. that's just like you didn't hear me I need to <laughs> yeah well then they answer even louder. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me, your voice is on a hundred right now. Mm-hmm. You need to lower it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, cause you don't realize it sometimes that your mm-hmm. voice is so high and then it just becomes yelling, yelling, yelling. Right. All I hear is a wall, wall, wall. Right. So, you know, for the long run, um, I feel like if you know the consequence and you feel it, at a young age and I'm just hopefully there won't be a whole lot of them but hopefully (laughs) I can teach you while you're in my house right because I'm still protecting you in a way like you're not out in the street learning these because street lessons are those are things that I really don't want you to get into Mm -hmm. but um if I can teach you under my house how this feels and it's not and it's also not an intentional thing but also if it is intentional. Like, I'm not doing this to make you mad. I'm doing this to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I have to get into my head. Now, I don't do it all the time. Like, she'll tell me something and I'll say, okay, I believe you. And then she'll look at me like, for real? <laughs> you believe me now? Mm-hmm. I say, well, you you told me that this was this way. I believe you. Like, she's like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You know, then she likes that I don't continue to ask her. Are you, you know, why you keep? So I feel like she learns her lesson and then, you know, eight months go by and then she may tell another. And I'm like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. see, now you've taken us back. Mm -hmm. So going forward, just with their lives, um, and I know I keep repeating, um, there are things that I didn't learn in my house growing up Mm -hmm. under the safety net other than. I was going to feel some pain. Yes. Because I did something. I got out of line. Right. And you don't, you know, even when you do something, you do feel pain, but there's feelings and it's not physical. You know, you need to know that your feelings will be hurt because someone, you know, you did something to someone. Yes. You know, so. Let that be the consequence rather than a spanking. Right. Because they're not going to spank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or you you get older. Or. Yeah. And then or for so for my kid, my oldest, he's like, oh, OK, so my my little sister steps out of line. So I'm just going to say I'm going to threaten her with a spanking or I'm going to give her a spanking. No, that's not your role. But where is mm, he learning that? That's interesting. He's learning that from his parents. That is interesting. But yeah, I mean, my, growing up in my house, it was not the adult the adult was not humble. The adult that's right. was the all being all knowing you do what I say. Right. Kind of thing. There were, and there was no there was no room for question. There was no room for nothing. It just was what it was. Mm-hmm. So and even I remember as a kid wanting to ask why. Because well, I couldn't do that. <laughs> because I said so. And that was on a good day. <laughs> on a bad day, you don't ask me. You don't ask me anything. Yeah. You don't tell. And if I tell you, if I if I got a word in edgewise saying, oh, well, you do this. I remember I said, go ahead and spank. Me. Oh, Lord. To oh, my goodness. I said to you my said that go ahead and, and spank me. It's not doing anything. I said that. Ooh. And I got a, I got another spanking. But and you know, like my son, well, he you told the truth. Yeah, <laughs> yes, because I mouthed off. Still, my son, you know, he said what he said, and I don't know. Like that never would have been received in my house, mm-hmm. and nobody, no adult, ever would have sat down with me and said, 
is there something that I did? Mm-hmm. That's that's a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. Because I don't care. Like, nobody was humble enough to admit they were wrong. Right. And yeah, I mean, like I said, my dad, I got a little bit of it. More so than anything. And that was kind of sort of like a, a crack in the door showing me that. Mm-hmm. But to do that is just foreign. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You, you know. And it's even hard for my husband to do it, too. I remember just an incident yesterday. He thought my son left the bread open. So he walks in and he kind of flicks him on the shoulder. And my son's like, wait a minute, what happened, Dada? You know, and, my, and he says, you left the bread open on the counter. Mm-hmm. And I and I was there because I know who left the bread open because I told them three times to close it. <laughs> I said, no, that was, you know, your daughter left that on the counter. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I almost kind of levitated. I was like, <laughs> it was kind of hard. You know, he's not he's not wrong with those many times. But wait, will he apologize to a child? Yes. But I also think. It teaches our kids how to communicate. Yes. I want them to be great communicators. Because mm-hmm. when you have a breakdown in communication, your whole everything changes. Like it, everything can break down in your life, your relationships, your job, even with yourself. I believe talking to yourself is healthy. You're not crazy. Because you can rationalize with you before. Like, you know, you ever been mad and you're like, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to tear, you know, I'm going to play by play. You know, you're talking about what you're going to do. And then you you say, wait a minute, I sound crazy. (laughs) I'm going to go and kick down the door and, you know. Mm -hmm. But when they do something that's wrong, they're going to think the community, just like we think now, the way to communicate that they did something wrong was through a spanking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist about control or anything like that. But, you know, <clears throat> growing up in an abusive house- household, I know someone very close to me grew up in a very abusive household. They don't hit, but they have the psychology that they need to threaten in order for something to go their way. Right. And just like you said, I hear my kids say, give me the controller to the, to the game or else. Yeah. See, they don't understand or else needs to be followed by something, which I think is very innocent, but they know that or else is something that either could be something they may hit them or something, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't say, or else I'm not going to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I've never heard them finish the sentence you know it's just or it's just or else but they don't know what the or else is but i don't want them to go out there communicating to someone else like that and we're teaching i me personally i don't know about anyone else i'm i'm thinking about it as when you do something wrong and i want to spank you that's me communicating something to you in some Mm -hmm. type of way and when you feel like something's not going your way that's how you're going to communicate it yes you know yes and even like with so yeah spanking is one thing which we have really stepped back from that we've started telling our our kids to you know just take a break go take a break you can go in your room you're not in trouble mm-hmm. you will not be in trouble if you take this step mm-hmm. and calm your body down belly breathe do what you need to do Think about ways you could have handled the situation differently, mm-hmm. but go take a break. Mm-hmm. It's not even, we're not saying take a time out, none of that stuff. Just go take a break. Go mm-hmm. take a break. Um, but, you know, like not just that, like the threatening, but the threatening, yes. threatening. And so this has been on my mind because, you know, like you say, it's the or else or else what? Mm-hmm. And ha- what is that communicating? Right. So for me, I'm just like, okay, you know. Um, I'm working my way through the spanking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to work on the yelling. Um, mm-hmm. I need, And you know what? Even if I hear some other person and I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't yell like that. They don't know. Like I said, they don't know yelling. Whatever I'm doing is communicating something. Mm-hmm. And like I've told my daughter and my son, okay, all right. I, I get it. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And mama needs to work on this. At the same time, though, there are things, you know, if you're if you're putting yourself in danger or you're putting somebody else in danger, mm-hmm. I have to give you some kind of instruction. Right. And it's not always going to feel good. Right. But just because it doesn't feel good at the moment doesn't mean that that mommy's trying to hurt your feelings right. or I'm being mean. So there's that's there's that. But yeah, um, going back, just on my mind, it's just the threatening. So mm-hmm. I've been, you know, every time it comes out of my mouth, all right, well, you're going to get a spanking. You keep doing that. You're going to get a spanking. In my mind, I'm like, I don't want to spank them. So I just really want them to get in line. But still, is there a better way for me to do that? Mm-hmm. Is there a better way for me to handle that situation other than saying, if you don't stop this, I'm going to spank you? Because I don't want, like you said, mm-hmm. I don't want them going out in the world and communicating this. Mm-hmm. So how do I, as a mom, work on this and do it in a more do something more productive than stop doing that or I'm going to spank you? You know, I know there's like studies out there and the way people do different things. I just think our kids are our kids and no one can tell you how to reach your kids Mm-hmm. a certain there's no one way because you know I believe when we were growing up there was only one way to skin a cat yeah. and that was threatening them with some type of force I don't know if that's like an ancestral thing be, you know we could go there I think you it know, is well, I think it was yeah I do <laughs> I do too but that's another 45 minutes. Um, but and the world has changed. Has changed. And, and, and the world has changed. And so has my mind thought. Just changed right quick. Where, mm-hmm. where was I going with that? Um, great. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, we, we just have to, we have to, and it's not saying, like you said, there are so many things out there and they're telling you that you, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. Yeah. Back then for our community, and I, as I say, our community, the black community as a whole, it's like, this is how we do things. We do things this way, but things are changing. Right. Things have changed and we're recognizing that you do things differently. So your oldest child you're not going to discipline her the same way as you discipline your youngest child because their personalities are different. Right. Like before. So my son, he, he is very cautious. Mm -hmm. So I can say things to him that Mm -hmm. I can't say to my daughter Mm -hmm. because it doesn't work with her. She's like, Oh, I'm going everything. Yes. Kind of thing. I'm in, she's adventurous. I call her fearless. Mm -hmm. She has no fear. My son is cautious about everything. Mm-hmm. So the way I approach things with her has to be different than the right. way I approach things with him. Whereas back in the day, because of where our parents and our parents' parents and their parents came from and the things that they had to deal with, it's like, okay, well, this is just how we have to do it. You're, you're black. You're coming up in this way. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta do it like this. Right. I'm doing this to save you. I'm doing this to protect you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But at the same time, you know, when you see our white counterparts, mm-hmm. we're given our parents told us these things. Their parents told them those things. Who's successful? Mm. Who who has the mindset to do things that we don't, you know, mm. like who has a mindset to do things, to to take risks? And most of those risks, most of those risks pay off. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know if I ever told you, but I want, you know, like there are things that I, I did not do that I wanted to do, but I didn't do it because I was afraid because I was told you do this, you do this, you do that. Like you said, you had to do, you had to be better. You had yeah. to work harder, you know, and failure was not an option. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, these people our white counterparts. They give their children the freedom to, to fail. It's part of life. So you, okay, so you mess up. That's fine. Keep moving forward. What did you learn from that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so how, how do you, you got to get up and you got to keep moving. Whereas that's not an option. You mess up, you're in trouble. Right. Kind of thing. Well, that's because we were shown that, like you said, it was just that end. It's not, oh, you go ahead and you, you do whatever you want to do. And if you fail, 
you know, it's not failure because you can go and you can do something else or try it again. Right. So I wasn't taught that. It was if you don't go to school, you're going to work at Burger King. That's it. Right. Those are your options. That's it. That's your only option. You're going to work at Burger King. I mean, Walmart wasn't that big yet. It was pick and save where I lived. <laughs> um, that's where you're going to live. You're going to have a minimum wage job. So my whole thing was work to not work at Burger King. Yeah. You know, but I, but listen, when I was working at Burger King, the manager had pockets that was thick. I was like, wait a minute. But um, that's the funny that's side of story. I was going to what, what I was going to get to when I was just thinking about it. Um, um, I also I don't think so. It's two things going in my head when when I talked about how you we discipline our kids because they're you know, they're our kids and we know them. My four year old. He is he treats things like a math problem. He doesn't know it yet, but I'll ask him why he did something. And he'll you know how when you do timetables or division, you need to show your work on the side. Mm -hmm. He does that with his mind. He shows his work on the side. And then when I ask him, how did he come to that answer? He walks it back. Hmm. And I'm like. You're a genius. Like, you know, just a little story is he told me one day um, we were in the car and we always have these little kids, you know, at homeschool, we're always quizzing each other. And he's like, Mommy, this is naked. Is this? I know this is naked. And I'm like, <laughs> naked is not a word. It's naked. It's not in EC. It's in A. You know, he's like, no, it's naked. And I said, well, tell me why it's naked. He said, because when you take off all the clothes, you can see the neck and there's nothing on it. It's naked. How can you argue with that? Okay. I mean, right. How can you argue with somebody that has logically thought he wasn't? Okay. So people would be like, cause it's grammatically wrong, but I don't want to take that away from him. I don't want to take that creative or that problem solving mind. Like he explains it in his way. Mm -hmm. Because he thought about it. Now, when he does something wrong, he's my only child that says, he's the only child that does not say, I don't know. <laughs> he knows why he did it. Mm -hmm. Why did you leave that there? And he'll explain to me why. So in that wow. moment, you don't need a spanking. You just mm -mm. need for me to redirect your thinking if it was wrong. Yes. My middle son's a different story. He does things because other people do it. Mm. we need to correct that behavior mm -hmm. my son my my daughter is hard like <laughs> it's my way or no way mm -hmm. you know She's we need leader. to correct that in another way each thing does not deserve the same type of the discipline. same type of discipline yes. but like i said we weren't we weren't taught that way that was that that's where i was going with the first one mm -hmm. now the second one when you talked about you know our white counterparts i don't just see it there i also see it in the indian culture too yes. um i don't know Lots for some reason cultures. that runs runs really close with us is you know in Me mexican mm -hmm. like i i kind of see a, a similarity yes yes um too. right there i know i remember when we worked when i lived in south florida um a lot of my neighbors were um cuban and um, boy, their mindset was steps above what I ever thought. Like, but then their outcome was different. So it was like, you owe me. And I'm not saying this of all Cuban race, but it was like a, you owe me this because we suffered this. So we could think the same way, mm -hmm. but, and not be successful. But for some reason, they were like making moves. Mm. And I'm looking at them like, mm. you know, they were like, well, we don't have a choice. We can't fail. Mm. That sounds like something that I was raised to. But why are you, making why are moves. you making moves? Yes. And I'm just sitting there watching you making moves. Right. <laughs> And I'm thinking about making moves. And I'm thinking about making moves <laughs> because they had the mentality of there's nothing else but for me to go forward. Yes. You know, because sometimes, you know, we'll get that thing like, oh, well, you know, it didn't work. You know, my mom said it didn't work. So now we need to 
we need to go and try something or just, you know, go to school. Right. But they're like, no, mm-mm. Think out. Don't think outside of the box. Get back in the box. Get back in the box and make that box work. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, so I don't think and I don't think that our white counterparts were given the box. No. We got the box. They didn't get the, you know, and not all because there are some that did not. But, the, you know, some of the ones that you see successful and you have a talk with them. I don't think it came from them just being I, I, it came from them not being given the box because they were so free. Mm-hmm. We were so restricted by our parents. We had the box. Yes. So now we got to get out the box in order to see everything else. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Yes. So. And that's that thing. Like, it's, it's it has to do with. Getting out of the box and being able to explore, having mm-hmm. the freedom to explore. Mm-hmm. And I know like something for me, uh, something my experience as a mother that, you know, I did and I recognize this. So this one day we were at the library and, um, you know, me in my box thinking my kids, there's this cool statue of these frogs and they're big, they're huge. And at the time, you know, they were bigger than my kids. And so my kids were like, Ooh, I want to go climb on that. You know, they see this thing. It's fun. It's exciting, (laughs) you know, and they're just like, I need to climb on that because it looks fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, "Mm -mm, y'all need to get down right now. Well, not five seconds after I say, and I, I, I don't know, I, I think I said it in a different way. I said, your feet need to stay on the floor. Your feet need to stay on the floor mm-hmm. um, or on the ground. Your feet are too high. Get your feet back on the ground. Not five seconds later, this white lady and her two kids came out. And her kids saw it and they just ran. They jumped on it and they were climbing on it. And I had this expectation that she was going to be like, Johnny, Susie, get down. Mm-hmm. Your feet are too high. Mm-mm, no, it was like, oh, she welcomed it. This is a beautiful thing. My children are exploring mm-hmm. their environment. Mm-hmm. I applaud that. I support that. I encourage that. So you, and it I was felt like you like, were enforcing your fear yes, on your kids. Yes, yes. Because no, you can't. Mm-mm. Because somebody might say something or somebody might look at you crazy because you're black children. But that that moment was such a big moment for me because I saw it and I was just like, yeah. That's that's success. Mm. And it's like such it was such a little thing, but it just it hit me hard because in that moment, I was like. I'm discouraging my children from exploring Mm -hmm. their environment. And yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying like, you know, you, you go places and you can just go ape wild or, you know, crazy. Like this is yours, but yes, have some respect, but at the same time, just giving them a little bit more freedom to explore Mm -hmm. that success. Because if you don't have that freedom, that's that's box thinking right there. Right. And that's just the beginning of it. And after that, it's like it's like that thing where, you know, you I mean, it's like a lie. Mm -hmm. Like you tell one little lie and maybe it's not a big deal. It doesn't hurt anybody. But you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Because you got away with it that one time. Right. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And eventually it's going to catch up with you. So it's like, it's like that. So like, okay, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stopping you here from exploring this, this little thing. So when you get to a bigger thing, I'm going to be like, mm, no, because the risks are higher. Right. I, I got to figure that out. Yeah, it, it's. I don't like want to limit my kids. Right. And it's a learned, like I say, it's a learned behavior. But I do believe, well, I don't believe, I know that the time has changed of just the opportunities that like, you know, that's that's out there for our kids to succeed, yes. which may have not been there in the 80s when we were growing up. I know it wasn't there in the 40s for my aunt growing up. And mm-hmm. she just only knew that. You worked and then it's going to pay off one day. Well, you know, and the only way to keep you guys in line just to work is to kind of scare you into this 
one, I don't want you to go out and do anything. Because we couldn't, like you said, I couldn't do that. We couldn't even look at the statue. It was wall. Or when, you know, like when you go over someone's house, we would get a spanking if we just, you know, looked in their refrigerator. Or if we sat on their couch wrong or something like that, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know. But then... You know, you go other places and kids are jumping off. I mean, it all has to do with what your tolerance level is. Mm -hmm. One, for your kids and where you want them to go. Like, you know, whether I believe that spanking and steering them for their future, for success, teaching them to look outside the box or just for them to just think their way through things, which is what I want them to do. Yes. Before you make a decision, I want you to think about the consequence or the outcome, because everything doesn't have, any, you know, a bad thing to it, you know, before you, you know, think about it. And I'm, I want that to be in them now. I don't want them to have to think about, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get a spanking. I want them to think about, oh, my gosh, my mom's not going to believe me anymore. Yeah. You know, or my son, he doesn't like isolation. I don't want him to be isolated. I don't want to use his love language so you know, against him, but I, but I have isolated him once or twice because I told him if you do something in society, and yeah, he's seven, and people are like he's too young. Nope, nope, nope. I want you to remember this. Mm -hmm. They're gonna isolate you from your family, mm -hmm. the people that you love. You're gonna be isolated from. Mm -hmm. So, how does this feel to you, mommy? I don't like it. So I, I honestly, I don't even have that problem out of him anymore. You know, because he knows I don't like and so yeah. so what if I continued to do that, like spank him through that? Mm -hmm. Like what? nothing would have got accomplished. Right? Yeah. And so now, just like you said, just us thinking about and being successful in life, we just we, we think about our steps and the outcome on the other side. Mm -hmm. You know, we yeah. I, I do believe we do need to let our kids free. For yeah. me as a homeschool mom it's all about that to me. Mm -hmm. We don't do it traditionally. If there's a day they get up and they say, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do work today. Okay, well, what do we want to do? Do we want to clean? <laughs> I mean, we have to do something. Right. Or some days it's just, you know what, guys, we're just gonna sit here and just read a book. Or I want you got no TV. How about we just meditate? I mean, just but they don't they they don't get that. Mm -hmm. It it turns into. Yeah, you hit me. You get off me. Yeah. Oh, you're looking at me funny. <laughs> you know, but I'm teaching them that you don't always have to go out there and just, you can think about your things that you're going to do. The yeah. steps. Differently. Yeah. Without a consequence. And you're free to make mistakes without me. You know, if you make like, you know, like uh, my daughter says she, she forgot something. Like I said, that would be a spanking. And I said, well, you know, next time. You'll remember it. Yeah. Because now you're out here in a volleyball match without your pads on your knees. Yeah. You know? And there's so. different there's there's different <laughs> there's different um ways of processing in different seasons of situations. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the way you process one the way you process this week is gonna be different depending mm -hmm. on where you are in the journey, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I mean, you know, this is something we could talk about. We could, I could talk about this for hours. We could just keep going and going and mm -hmm. going. There's so much in this, but this is only the beginning. Right. And we will be back soon to talk about more stuff yeah. because we African-American moms, black moms, whatever, you know, we're like onions. <laughs> <laughs> there are many layers there are. too. And, you know, I mean, like just, it just, um, switching the way we do things there's there's a lot there mm -hmm. so yeah you know. we just want our next generation to to experience life and not a bondage of thinking oh yes you know like I say you know we have to oh we gotta you know I'm not gonna leave this job <laughs> no we but gotta move we gotta move yeah, past we that. wanna we wanna we wanna that. be in progression not regression yes so you know, it's, this has been a good talk. I mean, this is the root of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And um, I think if we acknowledge them and have a hard talk about it and support each other through it, um, you know, this could be something we could raise up a new successful, you know, 
generation. Yes. That doesn't rely on pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's time. Yeah, it it's really time. is to, to make things go the way that they want. So, yeah. Like uh, Patricia said, this has been a great conversation. Um, and if you have anything that you'd like to add or say or any comments, let us know. Let us know. Because we're, I mean, you know, it takes a village. Yes, it does. And we are not, ex- well, I will speak for myself. I am not an expert. I am still in the trenches. Mm-hmm. on the front lines learning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have questions mm-hmm. and I need work me too <laughs> clearly because my kid is telling me you're not do- I don't like how you're doing this you need to do it different mama yep. so yeah and they have a lot of knowledge yes they so, do until next time on the Black Mom Diaries this is Latanya and this is Patricia and you guys have a great one